Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. I like lighting <laughs> things on fire. It's good times. Do you? Oh, yes. Firework. Tell me about that, Matt. Well, yes. <laughs> we, we mentioned in our last episode I was talking about um, fireworks because 4th of July is like one of my favorite holidays and I love lighting off fireworks. So. The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. Hey peeps, this is The Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies and celebrate all things Halloween with our spoilery spoilers. I'm Tara. And that makes me, by default, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. One night, one town, ten chilling stories. Ten stories are woven together by their shared theme of Halloween night in an American suburb where ghouls, imps, aliens, and axe murderers appear for one night only to terrorize unsuspecting residents as we discuss the film, the anthology film, Tales of Halloween Tonight. And I'll make a note, I'm live tonight from... Um, wonderful Outer Banks in North Carolina. And I was going to make yes. a mention, famous movies in every state. I'm in North mm-hmm. Carolina. I'll give you two. I Know What You Did Last Summer and Cape Fear. How about that? Boom. Oh, those are both good. Well, yeah. well. Cape Fear's not good ones horror. to name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and we've got one of the actors from Tales of Halloween with us tonight, Christoph Zajac Denek. Um, he is joining us and he is an actor. He is the host of the I'm Kind of a Big Deal podcast, a drummer, a journalist, a little person, and an activist. And he is here with us to talk about his work on Tales of Halloween and some yes. of his other things that he's done. So hi, Christoph. Yes, thank you hey, for being Tara here. Hey, and Matt. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so yeah. stoked to be on the show. This Great. is really rad. 
Yeah, we're super excited to talk to you. Um, I really enjoyed this film. It was so fun. Um, So really quickly, I'm going to go through, just give everybody an idea of what happens in each of the 10 little pieces, and then we'll go back and we'll talk about yours a little more. Um, Cool. And some other things as well. So Tales of Halloween, (laughs) Tales of Halloween is an anthology film that takes place in a town where Adrian Barbeau is the radio announcer. That's right, just like in The Fog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And strange things happen on Halloween. I love The Fog, by the way. Isn't that a great movie? I'm sorry. That is a great movie, too. Yeah, we have to do that at some point. We say that so much on this podcast. We're like, oh, we have to do that one. And I put it on my list of like a hundred movies that we already know we have to do. Um, Does that so, list ever move, by the way? Like, I I made a list of movies, and it just kind of stayed there. Like, I, I would I would watch a couple off of the list. We've done some of them, I guess. We've definitely, no, we've definitely done them. Yeah. Um, but every time we pull one off, it seems like three more go on. Yeah. So it just keeps growing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really long. Just That's kind of the way it is, yeah. It's a really long list. So the first uh, little short is called Sweet Tooth. It's about a boy who loves candy a little bit too much. The second one, the one that uh, Christoph is in, is called The Night Billy Raised Hell. It's about a boy's first Halloween prank. And the third one, Trick, is about a group of young adults being hunted down and killed off one by one by a group of trick-or-treaters. The Weak and the Wicked is a Western-style supernatural revenge story. The Grim Grinning Ghost, take that alliteration, I said it, ha, is a ghost story told in jest that turns out to be all too real. Ding Dong, a childless couple, gives out candy on Halloween and it does not go well. And in This Means War, a neighborly dispute over Halloween displays goes a bit too far. Friday the 31st is a... Good old-fashioned horror movie slasher plagued by an alien. And uh, let's see. The Ransom of Rusty Rex. Two kidnappers get more than they bargained for. And The Bad Seed is about a jack-o'-lantern on a killing spree and the cops trying to solve the case. So that's the the basic, like, each of the ten things. So we're going to leave you to watch them. They're, they're really fun. Um, but... I want to ask you, Christoph, first to just tell us what it was like working on Tales of Halloween and like what were some highlights for you? That show was really, really fun. Um, I I think it was the first job that a new manager that I had signed on with got me. And um, it was kind of a lower budget film, but I was just really excited to, to do it and to to get involved i uh darren bowsman you know uh has directed a number of the saw movies and to to work with him was was really cool and i didn't really know that barry bostwick was going to be on and i definitely didn't know that adrian curry was going to be on either and so not only did i get to play this really devilish crazy you know kind of like rambunctious child like creature um i got to be in the makeup chair for probably the longest makeup job i've ever done in my life where Mm. they they put an entire face over my face and then i'm bald so they attached i think it was two sets of horns to my head 
Mm -hmm. uh, I think they put ears on me and then they gave me prosthetic teeth and they just made me look disgusting and, and terrible. Wonderful. And yeah, exactly. And it was really fun to, to do all that and to have that on my resume. Cause I was kind of newly, you know, chipping away at shows and stuff and I hadn't mm -hmm. really done anything like that before. And uh, I think there were four makeup artists working on me for three and a oh half hours in the chair. Uh, so I was going to ask lot. how long it took. That's a lot. The crazy thing is, you know, you really only see that demon face when I take the mask off. Mm -hmm. And so the the makeup only worked for about it's two right, hours. It's, it's right. <laughs> right. And then and then my face was clean, cleared off. And, you know, I was just wearing the mask for the rest of the shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really wanted to like keep that on and because I know how hard special effects and makeup folks work and they did a really, really good job with my face. Um, so I wanted to have a little bit of fun in between shots and after lunch. And so I, lunch was probably 10 30 PM. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, we were shooting in studio city and I was hiding behind cars that were just parked on the street and jumping out in front of cars that were driving because I was like, I just want to have some fun with this. I think I it'd would. be crazy. And yeah. And I mean, it was, everybody could see that there was something going on because there were production trucks and there was security and everything happening. And I jumped out at oh a security gosh. agent and they were like <laughs> scared for a second, which oh was really gosh. fun too. Um, I but, hope you, know, you got some sort of pictures of that. I, I don't have any pictures of me jumping out, but I got pictures of the makeup yeah. and those, those, it was so great. It was really great. And, um, I actually use those as promos for my, uh, they're, they're on my acting profiles for casting agents and stuff like that to show like, nice. I, can do, I can do all these prosthetics, but I mean, on top of all that shooting, the show was a ton of fun. I mean, Barry Bostwick was amazing. He was such a nice guy and funny and sweet and he was hilarious to work with and and we we had some really great conversations and i to be truthful i mean we just talked about this you know a couple minutes before starting recording i didn't know who he was before i recorded this before i worked with him and then i went back and googled him and i was like damn he's done a <laughs> lot of amazing stuff this yeah. is really cool i think i think i worked two days with him so the next day i was like oh hey barry what's mm -hmm. up yeah then you're hi, all barry. like oh geez <laughs> yeah. oh hi yeah. oh hi hello kind of better not knowing who it is yeah you're not intimidated by any way definitely for, for sure yeah and i mean i don't know how you could be intimidated with him around because he's just such a sweet soul you know he's just a, a sure. really beautiful person um and easy oh. to work with and just a, a blast and uh and then adrian curry was on she she was on for, I only saw her for probably 20 minutes. Like they shot her and she was gone. I think she, they shot, they did shoot it around Halloween. So I think she had mm -hmm. another event or party that she was going to. I have no clue, but she was very, very sweet as well. You know, when, when you watch the, the movie, you'll see um, that she was in it for just, just a quick, just little, really quick. Yeah. little cameo. Yeah, little cameo and um oh and i did get to do some uh like impaired vision uh driving around studio city at 3 30 in the morning with okay. the mask on and barry oh, in the back like throwing his chicken uh 
his Kentucky Fried Chicken oh around <laughs> the backseat of this BMW, which was really fun too. Um, yeah, so I had I had a blast. It was it was great. It was a really fun shoot. And Darren was, I mean, you know, saved the best for last. That's Darren awesome. was incredible to work with as well. Yeah, yeah. Just such a creative guy, and um, I ended up doing a couple other things with him along the way. Uh, he had an, an immersive um, experience that he wrote and produced and released, and so I was a, just a part of a couple of scenes for that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was this this thing in L.A. that I guess um, a lot of I, I the name of it es- escapes me at the moment, but um, it was this online following, and everyone like from all over the place knew about. Uh, you know, his followers, his fans mm-hmm. um, were just really into this thing that he started. And I was like one of the players or one of the gatekeepers. And so, yeah, he set all these things up and it was really cool to, to do. I ended up like yelling at somebody in a restaurant <laughs> for some reason <laughs> about pancakes or something like that. It's crazy. Oh, that sounds pretty wild, too. Yeah. So working with Darren, you know, it's such a creative guy, such a... Um, you know, a unique uh, individual. He's, he's awesome. That's very good. So how, so you said you shot like what, two days? I think it was just, yeah, it was really quick. I mean, they had everything planned out. They were relatively long days. Um, Mm -hmm. but for the the majority, for 90% of the scenes, I'm in a mask, so there's no makeup to do. It's just pop the mask on and, and do it. And then the one day where, you know, they did make me up. I was, you know, sitting for a really long time and then just shot that out, got cleaned up, back in the mask. Let's do it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think it was only two days. It was it was a ton of fun. It was great. And I That's figured awesome. that was you doing all of the pranks along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was me for sure. I was lighting things on fire. I was... I was uh, going to ask that. Did you really like those long ghosts on fire for real? Yes. I, yeah, I want to get paid to light oh things gosh. on fire, man. <laughs> Being like my dream come true. Uh, like uh, Tropic Thunder, where he gets yeah. to do all the explosions. I'm going to make Mother Nature piss her pantsuit. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was safety and meetings and stuff like that. And they were all safety. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, they pour, they put some lighter fluid on there, and I was lighting the stuff on the heads on fire. So, oh jeez, Louise, I like lighting <laughs> things on fire. It's good times. Do you? Oh yes, firework. Tell me about that, Matt. Well, yes, <laughs> we we mentioned in our last episode. I was talking about um, fireworks because Fourth of July is like one of my favorite holidays, and I love lighting off fireworks. So. Nice. And it is not one of my favorite because our dogs get very upset by the neighbors who light off fireworks. So, yeah, my friend's dogs do not like fireworks whatsoever. And I no, guess they're most, still um, going off in, in L.A. It's in September. Yeah. Ours get really upset. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. But you anyways. Have to cuddle them even more. Right. Thunder shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you get to meet anybody from any of the other 10 shorts or were they all like completely done separately? They were completely done separately. I, um, when I got hired, I knew it was, you know, a number of shorts, uh, vignettes. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's really all I knew until it came out. Um, and then I, I, I watched it. I think I watched it a couple times because it was really entertaining. Um, 
but it really is. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, but I didn't know anyone else, um, you know, or any, yeah, that any all of, production. Yeah. I think that was all, ones. it was all separate stuff. Yeah. yeah I figured yeah. it might've been, but I thought, well, maybe they like cross paths in the trailer if it was near each other, but no, because I, I think... know we were talking about grim grinning ghost has a lot of well-known people in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Lynn Shay from, uh, from insidious Matt, who else? Yeah. So that is like the who's who. So it's Lynn Shay telling the story. It's um, Stuart Gordon, who directed Reanimator. It's Mick Garris, I think, who has done a bunch of horror films. It's Barbara Crampton, who was like an 80s scream queen. Um, I think that's your list. But that's like the, yeah, that, that was a big deal for me watching that with seeing all those faces was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a fun one, too. Um, trying to think if, like, I think those were my two favorite ones, to be honest. I like, like the last I'm one. I'm looking with the back pumpkin. through my list. The last one with the pumpkin was good. I like because I like Christina Klebe from Halloween, and I like Adam Green because I like Adam Green's movies. They're fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess Ding Dong was interesting. The childless couple that gives out candy yeah. and she keeps turning into the witch so with Hansel that, and Gretel, and that, that woman, was kind of what kind is that of, actress's name? Because where do I know her from? I don't know. I don't know. I'm totally blanking on that because I. I have to look that up because she's so familiar and I'm, I can't place where she's from. Yeah, that one was kind of weird, but it was good. I like the one with the first one with the candy though and the babysitter and her boyfriend. That was that was my other favorite as well. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. And I like yeah, the intro. Yeah, that was a good one too. I like the opening sequence, you know, coming through and showing all the you know, the overhead of the town and everything. And it, for me, it was one of those movies like I think that if you if you don't like scary you would like to watch this because it would be a good, it's a perfect movie to watch on Halloween just because like it's Halloween. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. like you're saying, it's not too scary if you're no. not into really <laughs> scary movies. No, I don't yeah. think so. Right. Like, exactly. It's just scary enough that you get a little like thrill. It's perfect. But yeah, it's perfect not to watch. So that was, scary. that was the one they had like the, I'm, uh, I hope I'm not confusing any, but that was the one where they they had like they were gutted, right? Like they they had like their guts out. Was that the one? Was that the one with the with the adults where they they have the pool in the backyard and they come and the kids come trick or treating and they kill everybody? Oh that the yeah, one? yeah. Right. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Somebody has their eye out, I think, in it. Yeah, oh yeah. There are definitely some violent um, scenes in a lot of. That. I, I okay, so there's that. a little bit of scariness in it. No, there's de- no. no it's, not, <laughs> it's not like it's a cartoon. I mean, it definitely has scary moments. Of course it does. Yeah, but um, yeah. but but it's it's one of those good. You know, I think um, it reminds me of that movie Trick or Treat a little bit. I think if you mm-hmm. guys have seen that. Yep. Um, it kind of gives me that vibe. But yeah, it's that cool like scary stories kind of thing that is good to watch. Like if you're just someone who casually enjoys Halloween, that'd be a good movie to watch on that um that day that'd be perfect i think yeah and i would say yeah. if you like the trick-or-treat style anthology you're you're probably going to enjoy this like it's yeah, exactly. it's got a very similar like like horror light a little bit mm-hmm. sort of thing to it um I, which i, I really I, enjoyed i heard about the movie for years but i'd never seen it either so it was good to watch it yeah for sure I'm trying to find this woman who I know was perfect. <laughs> keep going. Sorry. I'm going to look this up. Matt always looks. Okay. So is there anything else, any other experience you want to talk about from the movie that you want to tell us about? 
Any um, of the other cool pranks you played that were fun? I think that was I think that was it. I mean, this this shot and it was either 2014 or 2015. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was 2000. a while ago. And my memory is not that's always true. so good. So there's a lot that's happened since then. Um I mean, I just I just really loved working with Barry, you know. I think he was just such a fun individual and he's been on so many shows that, um, yeah, it was, it was an honor to, to work yeah, with him. You, you, yeah, got, you, yeah. you got a good cast and a good director to work with for sure. Definitely. Yeah, um, so, absolutely. All right. The woman, okay, Pollyanna McIntosh is her name mm-hmm. and she, I recognize her because she's in the walking dead. So that's where I know her from. Oh, there you go. I don't watch yeah. the walking dead. Yeah. There you go. So that's what, I don't watch The Walking Dead. Sorry. So I recognize, yeah. No, good cast, good, good. Because um, anthology stuff, that can be hard to put together. But I think they did a good, you guys did a good job of that. Yeah. Thanks. I had no, uh, I had no hand in that. <laughs> hey, you played a part. So, so tell us, tell us, let's go a little, a little more recent, I think. Um, I think. Tell us about working on Twin Peaks season three. Oh, I love Twin Peaks. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's uh, it's the highlight of my career. I you know, guess. Right? Oh, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I um, I've been a fan of David Lynch for a, a long time, and when I got booked on Twin Peaks, I didn't know I was getting booked on Twin Peaks. So it was. Was it like crazy. under wraps? Different name. Yeah, they they used a code name and they wouldn't tell me even after I was booked on the show. They're like, "No, we're not telling you." <laughs> oh my um, gosh! But yeah, it it's uh, I, I weaseled my way in there into into their hearts, I guess. It's a good <laughs> somehow, <thing. laughs> and um, yeah, I chipped away with my my pick, and uh, they let me in. And I mean, that was. It was just awesome. My first day, I worked with you know Kyle and Naomi, and I I was like, well, why am I here? I don't understand why I'm here. That's um, so awesome. And it, and it was great. I mean, it was they're the best. They're amazing, and they, they just make you feel so comfortable. And you know, I had to point a gun at them my first day. <laughs> um, you so know, you were it, you were you were the um, the hitman? Was that what were you Ike playing? Ike the Spike, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. Ike the Spike, yeah. that's such a good character name too. In yeah. Vegas, they lived in Vegas. You guys, it's happening in Vegas, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was in Vegas at the time. Yeah. Well, so I was Matt, in, in the story. So Matt, you've seen season three? Oh yeah. Okay, I haven't was, seen it yet. We just got it on Blu-ray. So that was the one. Um, oh, nice. that I'm was, excited that was the, to look for you. <laughs> That was the one that was on. Uh, it was on Showtime this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So I went. I went and ordered Showtime for three months just so I could watch Twin Peaks season three, and then I canceled the subscription. Of course. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Showtime. I think Sorry, a lot Showtime. Of did that actually? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. Hey. You got. You got your money from me. That's what you wanted, right? So yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. It, it was an interesting season. David Lynch to me. I mean, I think for that show, he's a genius. And um, a lot of his stuff is weird to me. It's hard to kind of decipher, but uh, if if, you know, it just just Twin Peaks alone is fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, so. I agree. I mean, that that season was just it was something else, you know. I kind of don't even know how to describe what it was all that I saw <laughs> what that I was a part of. Um yeah. but it was you know, that was just beyond incredible to to heck to yeah. Part of history. That's that's Amazing. Do you have any moments from that that like stand out? So, I I play a um, I play a really vicious murderer on the show. Yes. And I have <laughs> arguably one of the most gruesome scenes of the show. Nice. Um, what was and, that? I don't remember what it was? Um, I I end up. I, do you want me to spoil it? That's what we do <laughs> on the show. We're all about yeah. spoilers here. I'm trying to remember what your yeah what you did yeah. So I um, I end up stabbing. You can see me stabbing a woman to death on on screen. And um, one of the interesting slash cool things from that day is that we uh, we had to stop in the middle of it for certain you know production reasons and stuff. Um, and we heard that one of the PAs actually went to the bathroom to throw up. After nice. Nice. That means you did a good job. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, yeah. And I had never really, I had never done that before on anything. And so to get to play this really vicious, crazy, you know, off the rails character, yeah. uh, especially with David Lynch, you know, was, was such a pleasure for me. And I, I had, I had so much fun with it. It was great. That's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. Um, And then I wanted to ask you too about, I saw on your IMDb, Dead Undead. Hmm. Yes. Do you want to tell us what that is? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was the very first movie I ever was a part of. And it's, it's pretty incredible, actually. So I was working at a community television station in Shelby Township, Michigan. And I met uh, a, a co-worker there. He was involved with this group of about 30 or 40 filmmakers um, that would just, in, in the metro Detroit area, and they, some of them went to school, some of them just worked at it and did it. And um, they would get together every week um, at like a Red Robin restaurant and just talk about projects and, you know, sign, sign up or have auditions, whatever. They were just doing it. It was amazing. Yeah. And so they wanted to uh, put together this, this horror film and they, um, they wrote the script in, I think it was less than three weeks that they they wrote the script and then wow. they, borrowed a friend's parents cabin up north like four hours north of the metro detroit area in michigan just out in the woods somewhere and they had four directors going at once they were shooting day for night so like this production schedule was insane they had it, it was probably 16 hours a day that they were shooting like during the day and at night and they would just you know, in post, they just darkened all of the, mm-hmm. sure. um, you know, day all for the, night. the day, the day yeah. for night stuff. Um, they shot it. Maybe it was over Labor Day weekend or something like that. So it was a four day weekend, four directors shooting like one actor would like come from one scene and have to go to another and have their makeup completely changed and everything. And um, 
it was incredible. Uh, and I play this like hillbilly guy that is uh, telling the the lore of the Storkalak, like this this monster that lives out in the woods. Um, and so they shot it around Labor Day, and then it premiered less than two months later. Oh my on, gosh! On wow. uh, I think it was the night before Halloween at the Art Theater in Royal okay. Oak. And I mean, it was just so cool because these folks were so organized. They were so devoted. They loved, you know, this project and they wanted, they wanted to make this happen. And it was just one of the, the coolest things because it was just so great. It was so Detroit, you know, Detroit just comes from the bottom up with everything. And that's exactly what this, this group did. And then they sold distribution <laughs> in germany maybe like three or four years later and i got a check for like distribution nice. um you know nobody got paid Sweet. for the, the the thing um you know when they were making it it's just friends helping out friends and, right right but it was, right. It, it was one of the best experiences because i i had a blast out my eyes were open to what is it like to shoot a movie you know i was working in you know, news packages and high school sports and, uh, you know, community uh, happenings in, in this little township at this cable station. And then we go up north and shoot this film. And then they had to do this. So they shot 90 percent of it in those four days. Um, and then they had to get pickups of just, you know, stuff that didn't need to happen with all these people together at mm -hmm. once. Um, and so they came over to, I was, I was living at my mom's house at the time because I was also playing drums in a rock and roll band that would All go right. on tour. Yeah. Um, we're going to ask you about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And, um, and so they came over to my mom's house and at night, probably 11 PM at night. And they put all this blood all over my face and shot just singles of me laying in the grass, like fighting and and uh oh what happened was they um I, f I think it's across my head like i get an axe or a knife to the head and so they they cut out the shape of my head in this knife and then they pulled it away from my head mm -hmm. and then reversed the footage so it looks like i got i mean these they were just yeah. really really smart with all the production stuff and so um i remember there were there was a car that stopped <laughs> like seeing this body like flailing around with blood all over its face in my mom's front yard all right sure she loved and then it. they just took off like they just left. <laughs> <laughs> so much for being a good samaritan right yeah exactly exactly like nobody came to help me that was wasted so <laughs> I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are the hosts of the Common Mystics podcast. If you enjoy creepy stories, road trips, haunted locations, history, and mysteries, then the Common Mystics podcast is for you. Check out our website at commonmystics.net. Find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to your favorite pods. Um, but yeah, I, I, that... That show, you know, gave me my the first taste of what a production actually is. And mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever been on a more organized production ever in my life. I mean, that David Lynch, yeah, wow. okay, that's that 
that's more organized, but I've worked on a lot of shows and to have that type of work ethic and timing and getting everything done that you need it. I think the film is 80 minutes long. Oh, so nice. to shoot, to shoot that that's much tight. and, and get it done. It's still an amazing feat to me. You know, it was incredible. So is it anywhere that it can be seen in America? Ooh, I don't even know. I have a, I think I have a copy back in Michigan. Okay, so it's not like out on streaming or anything. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, All right. I don't know. I looked for it and I didn't see it, so that's why I was asking. I was curious okay. if I if I missed it. Um, it, there's a very good chance that it's not anywhere to be to be seen. It's nowhere uh, to be seen. So, so our German friends, you can probably see it. <laughs> Dead yeah. Undead, whatever dead it's called undead. in Germany. Along, along with everything David Hasselhoff has done, you can also watch this in Germany. <laughs> yes. 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 Dead Undead, the David, ha- the David Hasselhoff years. Yes, I like it. <laughs> um, okay, so before you were an actor, you said you were a drummer in a rock band. So yep. tell us about that. Like, what was your band? What, did, what kind of rock did you guys play? Um, how long did you do that? What was touring like? Like, tell us a little bit about that because I just think that's cool. It's not nothing to do with horror movies, but I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, um, I there is a little horror movie like thing that happened um, in there for a second. Um, but yeah, I was in a in a, a rock and roll trio band from Detroit. We were called the Hard Lessons, and it was just you know this again bottom up like grassroots band that just we just worked our butts off like crazy for a lot of years and um the we played in the detroit scene detroit um had had probably still has a really incredible rock scene there's so many good musicians and bands in detroit and um and they love it you know that it's it's really just this thriving musical hub and um so many great bands were were playing around then too and it's kind of like post white stripes um era detroit music is where my band was but um yeah i played drums and i just always loved music and and that's kind of what i've done most in my life i've i've played drums more than pretty much anything else mm-hmm. and yeah we we just we worked our butts off you know we we did all our own promotion we were um our own record label our own booking agent our own promotions our own drivers our own financers of the van That's um right. the van. you know we did we did everything and that was an incredible experience i i had so much fun going on the road i love to travel and i love to play music and there were just three of us in the band and how cool is it that you know we get to drive around and see the country and meet new people and play music on all these stages we went to europe we did a little um oh nice tour in europe we did five dates across europe and then we went to london um I loved it. You know, I mean, that's that's what I wanted to do. I left the band because I it was the right time for me to move on. And mm-hmm. I came to Los Angeles with the intent of 
getting in more bands and making a living, you know, as a sideman or, or joining a band, you know, as a drummer and getting out, getting back out on the road. But um, yeah, Hollywood presented other opportunities. Right. And so <laughs> it will do that. Peaks. Yeah, it will do that. It's a crazy place for that. But, um, you know, the, the other cool thing is that like, oh, the story about uh, like horror, the horror moment, the, the horror, the horror moment. So we were playing. Uh, it's now called the satellite, but it was, oh, I just lost the name of the the place in my mind. Anyway, it, it was, um, it's called the satellite lounge or the satellite bar or something like that now. Um, and we were opening up for the New York Dolls in LA. And Tim Armstrong from Rancid came out to see the New York Dolls, which I'm... I wasn't so much of a New York Dolls fan, but I'm a huge Rancid fan. I, that's the punk rock that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I have a Rancid, so I yeah. Up, yeah. And so I ended up chatting with, with Tim, and he told me that he was a huge, like, underground horror movie buff. Right. And I was like, oh, man, I did this I did this little thing. So we exchanged, I got Tim Tim Armstrong's number, and we texted a little bit. I, I didn't cool. end up, I, I don't know, you know, I was just a guy <laughs> talking about a horror movie at this thing. That's right. so I wild, up, though. Like, connecting That's with right. him and getting getting him the um, the copy, but yeah, it was it was kind of crazy, and it instantly had this like rapport with uh, one of my favorite you know punk rock musicians. You never know um, where it's gonna lead. That's yeah, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. No, well, this exactly this kind of fandom, I think, will do that. Mm-hmm. You know, there sure. it's it's a very they love their they love their horror like yeah it's horror dedicated, fans love right? their horror they we're love their like, people who are in it like we're unlike we're unlike any other fans we're unlike any other they fans. really <laughs> are and they'll and they'll i say they we we really yeah. are we we will we will support smaller films mm-hmm. like yeah more i think than a lot of other genres like it's just it's a really great a really great group of fans yeah yeah um, oh, no doubt absolutely so okay, so that leads me to my next question. I was gonna say one. I'll just throw one thing. Oh just, yeah, that's a cool part. Well, um, a very good friend of mine I've known my almost my whole life. Uh, he's a drummer. He's been a drummer since I can cool. remember. When we were kids, he yeah. was a drummer, and he's played in bands. He lives in the Atlanta. Or he used to live in the Atlanta area. He did play with a band that toured all the time. He's in South Carolina now. But yeah, um, it's it was awesome to watch him when he come to town. He'd make his way up to our neck of the woods every once in a while, so it'd be great to go watch him play. But yeah, he was always driving the van and their van full of gear. And yeah, it was so cool to watch that, you know, that, that kind of lifestyle. Um, it's not for everybody, but it's definitely very cool. I don't know that I, I, I would go on tour if it was the, uh, the more comfortable <laughs> situation than right. it was, you know, than three of us like swapping, uh, you know, time in the driver's seat and loading all of our stuff in and out and all oh my the, goodness you know, yeah all the all the uh all the it's just a business you know it's mm-hmm. it's not a 40 hour a week business it's an 80 it, hour a week business oh, it's and, really interesting oh, yeah. I, well, when he came to town once for to do a show at a restaurant i was gonna i, I shot a video for him and it was i got like an inside look at it because i remember meeting up with him when he got to town at like two in the afternoon yeah. getting to the place I, I i checked in with them the same time they did sound check mm-hmm. so i got audio to my camera from the mixing board kind of hung out with them for a bit and then met up with them when they went live at like nine o'clock 
was there for the whole show, helped them pack yeah. up. And I ended up staying up with these guys till like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a 12-hour thing with these guys. And I was like, you all do this every day? Oh, my God. It burns you out, man. Oh, it burns man. You, I was it dead. It burns you out so hard. We <laughs> were mean, in... All live performing arts, I think, are like that. Because oh. theater's like that, yeah. too. You're just like she rehearsing all day and then performing all night. And yeah. yeah. Like, like the, adre- the, adrenaline, the adrenaline of the show is awesome, but then you're up and you just think you know it's like four in the morning. You're just partying, and it's like, whoa, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yep. When we were in Europe, there's uh, we were touring with Motion City Soundtrack and OK Go, and OK Go, OK, yeah. OK Go at the time had the um, the treadmill video and the like the video mm-hmm. that they would made in the garden, um, and they were just blowing up like crazy, and it was so interesting and such a an aha moment for me especially to watch the band field all of the business emails you know they they wouldn't go out during the day and see the cities that they were in because they were just on their computers working and then played their hour long set and then back on the computers like where they were so busy they were so busy that they told me there was a uh, a stretch of time there was a stretch of 10 days where they had 14 flights in 10 days. Oh did, my gosh. I did I did 8 flights in 6 days once, but that's not that yeah, well. Okay. Ooh. That's crazy. It was that's just insane. Wild. And and you know, we we were we were a band that was working to that like we were like we want to get to the next level. We want to get to, you know, have this bigger notoriety and bigger yeah. fan base and and have it be us. And then seeing that I was like that's a lot (laughs) yeah you you have to really just that has to be like who you are i think yeah 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 but there's like also a middle a middle range where like you go from being small to starting to get big and you but you don't have like the support staff that you need yet because you can't afford that yet and then once you can get past that then i think it gets a little easier because you have that that staff supporting you Absolutely. Yeah. You have to weather that story. You have to weather that period though, in, in order to, you know, break out and they had Definitely. support, they had management and, and, you know, they had a, a booking agent and everything like that. But, you know, it's, it was still a small team for them at that, at that point. And I still mm-hmm. think that they handle pretty much everything on their own. You know, don't take my word for it. I haven't, <laughs> they're, I haven't spoken to them in a really long time, but they're yeah. always just like really hard working go getters. That's cool. That's very cool. I love OK Go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I was going to ask was, since we were talking about horror fans, what is your favorite horror movie? Oh, man. Um, I know it's a hard spot, one. On the spot. That's what everybody asks. It, it, it is such a hard question. What is my favorite? I don't know what my favorite... Or just one of your favorites. Give us one right. that you really love. I just watched Midsummer. Have mm. you seen that? Tara loves that movie. We reviewed it. <laughs> we did. Did you? Yeah. I that love movie, Midsummer. I love Midsummer too. That was that was a really just crazy film. Um and it was weird because it really it wasn't dark in the you know, the uh the look of it at all. It was That's a good everything point. was so <laughs> right that's a good, that's a good point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that is i feel like that's very it doesn't different follow that 
that trajectory of light to dark in this film. It's just yeah, because well, yeah, it is midsummer. It's you know the you know they're in. It's midsummer. It's always sunny it's out. It's, yeah, it's yeah. always sunny. Yeah, and that's a, yeah. that's a great and, point. We well, never, and all the think, beautiful colors, the flowers. I don't think the, we ever mentioned. Yeah, that. the pastoral <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I don't think yeah, we did. It's a great point. It's a great. That's point. a very good point. Um, yeah, which. Which kind of it throws you because sure you know sure. when when it's so light and beautiful you're like wait is this messed up How or can all is these this things like, today happening right yeah the the messages are kind of crossed with that but well, like, I I really enjoyed that film because I think like the ritual too is really creepy mm-hmm. and just having all these ritualistic things and then uh, you know just everything is just out there and there's and then the lack of shock, especially when they jump off the cliff and hit their faces oh my on a goodness. rock. That was like wow. everyone yeah. is just oh, they're all happy and you don't understand why they're OK right. with what's happening until a little bit later. And then you're like, oh, OK, that's still messed up. Like well, that's still even really... most of the guests don't really react the way you think they do. Like there's that oh, one no. couple that like freak out and are like oh no yeah no 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 no. we're out of here and like even our main characters are kind of like just like blank faced let them do like their thing they're doing this like this is their world like you got to let them do their thing yeah yeah well yeah and they're they're coming from such a scientific like Mm -hmm. um clinical background you know because they want to write they want to garner this information and um and so they're just like oh okay well that but they're they end up being the ones that are actually well the other ones that freaked out die too but um you know i i feel like disrupting that humanity you know and and in a way where you're you have a lack of humanity is yeah uh, you know well and she's messed up she's also Mm -hmm. escaping from this horrible reality that's like just as horrifying kind of as, yeah. as what she goes to and her boyfriend i mean the two like two crappy pieces to her life right yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean her li- her life Sucks. at the at the end i'm like okay this is the cleansing she just has yes. to accept it as like the cleansing of yes. the stuff or everything is so terrible but no it's right. probably more of like a cleansing <laughs> yeah right yeah it's, it's one or you. the other and we don't know which but she makes her decision yeah like she's just gonna and go her sister it. it seemed like her sister was not really a, a good part of her life yeah you know, from the yeah. beginning yeah definitely yeah mm-hmm. all right so what else have you got going on you want to share anything else with us that you're working on i would love to share other stuff that i'm working on yeah. um there was a project that i worked on that was just released a couple of weeks ago called ability in progress and um it is a a short film slash music video uh this music this musician uh composer named kim planert he composed this this piece of music and uh um, the director timon birkenhofer uh they they worked together and they came up with this concept of showing five individuals who do really incredible things. There is a ballet dancer. There is um, a rock climber, a motorcyclist. Uh, I'm playing drums. And then there's a, a model. And you see all of us doing our respective activities in really intense, focused, you know, deliberate ways. And then at the end of the 
the piece, you see all of us show the rest of our bodies and you see that everyone has some sort of visible um, disability. Mm. And, you know, the purpose is to, to show, yeah, you know, our disability doesn't define who we mm-hmm. are and we're yeah. able to go out and I love that. Um, function and, and be a part of, you know, society, a, a contributing member of society. Yes. And, um, and so we're really pushing that it's ability and progress.org. Um, some of the most beautiful footage I've ever been in. (laughs) We got some really incredible lenses that were donated and Timon is an incredible, um, director. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that. And then in June I shot, um, I'm a surfer. I love surfing. It's probably the one thing I love the most in this to do in this world. And, um, another producer director, got in touch with me who's doing a very similar project he's doing visual podcasts about people who do things who don't look like they should be doing those things Mm -hmm. so um he and i traveled up the coast of california and i surfed in a bunch of different locations and we also shot me in like some beautiful surroundings and stuff like that and uh we did an interview you know and i spoke about my life with dwarfism and uh the messaging that doesn't uh, really serve us in media um, because there's a lot of salacious Mm -hmm. reality TV shows and people miss the mark and um, little people portray elves and leprechauns and monsters. And and I don't want to stop doing the monster stuff, Mm -hmm. but I do want us to have some sort of balance Mm -hmm. where we are seen as, you know, a patron in a bank or someone getting coffee or someone just walking their dog as an actual human, you know? And that's, if I can go back to Twin Peaks, that's one of the most exciting things for me in working with David Lynch is he didn't look at me and say, let's make him a like this monster without a backstory and just like this crazy (laughs) looking thing that you know is just this scary monster that was the one show that i wore the least amount of makeup for in my career and i love that because you could see my face you could see my body you saw me running you saw me doing action and it wasn't cgi it was my you know whatever movements that I make are smooth and whatever movements that I make are not smooth. You know, you saw Mm -hmm. all of it and I really loved uh, that. That's what was, what was shown. So um, Tommy Corey is the name of the director, producer, um, camp chef extraordinaire. And the, the project that focuses on me and surfing and dwarfism should be out uh, in September sometime. So I'm really excited about that. And his other films, he just did a profile on a wheelchair user um, that has a degenerative uh, muscle disorder. Um, another woman who is a um, uh, a whitewater rafting guide um, who is bigger than other individuals that you would normally see on the, on uh, you know the river. Mm-hmm. Um, a gentleman who happens to have AIDS who's just loves. Uh, long distance hiking and and so all these people that really aren't represented in media that really love the outdoors and so Mm -hmm. these projects that I'm I'm working on they um, they're kind of satisfying my soul because I don't want to just go down as the guy who's you know played these tropes and caricatures in in the shows that I've worked on wow 
Yeah, that's great. I love that's the, powerful. The, the thing you're talking about, you know, showing people doing something and then finding out, you know, oh, this person has a disease or this person is, you know, too short or it's like, yeah, well, you saw what they did. What the hell does that matter? Like, why yeah. does that need to be something that, you know, mm-hmm. well, I don't recognize that. So that means it can't be right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get over yep. that. That's just so stupid. Yep. Yeah. That's, yep. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, I, I appreciate that support. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to just spread that message to the people who, um, who cast for these jobs and, and who, um, have, have a say and who, you know, uh, have input on the positioning and, and the messaging mm-hmm. for these folks. Cause it's, it's really important. And it, you know, this is what I talk about on my podcast as well as, you know, our store, the stories of little people, people with dwarfism are not out there in a, in a light that supports us. And, you know, people get put into really difficult and hard to manage situations that can be really hurtful. And so, um, to me, it's just a misunderstanding and any way that we can kind of change that into an understanding is my goal. Good. I like the way you put that changing the misunderstanding to understanding. That's yeah. yeah, that's a really good way to sometimes to say can, it. Yeah, that's, thank you. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. So tell us where people can find you on your podcast. I know you mentioned um, this one, these two projects. Where can they find you? Um, yeah, so you can find me at Big Deal Pod on Instagram, and you can also listen to my podcast called "I'm Kind of a Big Deal," and it's just about everywhere that you would listen to a podcast so please uh listen in you'll hear incredible stories i interviewed the tiniest stripper in the world i interviewed the first I might have to person to professional <laughs> there you go um i interviewed the uh first little person professional skateboarder and um the last interview that i released was with the first little person to be portrayed as an actual human in a commercial which just happened uh less than a year ago so uh, seriously less than a year ago yep yeah in november in november she uh that's appalling Yeah, yeah, everyone. Uh, I mean, everyone it's great know, that it happened. It's appalling that it took so long. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, she is in an Amazon holiday commercial, and she's not playing an elf, and right. it blew all right. of us away. And um, good. So yeah, so I had her on. She's a, a trained actress from Toronto, and she's just lovely, and she's getting booked on so many shows at the moment that it's my head is spinning it's so cool um and and i know the thing that's so that's also so cool about it is i know that whenever she gets booked on something it's going to be something that serves her and the community so Hmm. um not that she can't do anything else but you know it's uh she has a great hat on her shoulders and a ton of talent so and her name is Alexa, and she got booked on an Amazon commercial. That's pretty. That's pretty dope. <laughs> I mean, that's, that means that means something. That means something. Did she talk yeah. to Alexa in right. the commercial? No, she they doesn't have any lines. They had an interview. Yeah, none of the none of the char- it's all voiceover. None of the characters have lines. None of the visible characters have lines. So it's. Um, but her name is Alexa, which is incredible. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on yeah. the show. It was really Great. fascinating talking to you. Yeah. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited to have been a guest. Good.
It's been a long time coming. We've like planned this four months we, ago. We no, planned right? this. We planned this a while and ago. It, it yeah. Comes quick. It comes quick, man. I tell you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you if you For have sure. a if you have another movie that you love, we can always bring you back on to talk about that movie. So we can. We can talk about that offline, but that's a possibility too. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just dangle the carrot. There is something that I uh, it's, that's coming up that I cannot uh, talk oh. about at oh. all. Um, so well, that, yeah, yeah. That uh, look, look who's uh, so important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ooh, guys, the so suspense. Yeah, and also huge thanks to Sarah for putting us in touch. Yes, Sarah of Laughing with Gingers put our us in touch. Sarah, our, yeah, right. our friends, Good. Sarah and Christina at Laughing with yeah. Gingers. We mention them all the time. It's so funny. She just told me she was listening to the podcast the other day and she was like, you you name checked us. And I was like, of course I did. Yeah, of course. We do it like we do it like every other podcast episode. Yeah, we talk about you guys. We give people credit when it's due. They're they're some of the best people ever. I just hung out with them at Podcast Movement about a month ago. And I, I know I'm so jealous. Oh, yeah, I wish we could have gone. That's the first time I met them in person. It was great. Yeah, they're they're lovely. Both of them are yeah. are awesome. Um, so, everybody out there, our five listeners, thank you. <laughs> Please Eight. subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening so more people can find us. And don't forget, you can send us your movie suggestions and your thoughts on the movies we've watched so far at thescarymovieproject at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thescarymovieproject. Peace out. Peace out, y'all. Thank you. The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.